Hello, my empowered family. I'm so glad you are here. Welcome to the Empowered Entrepreneur Podcast. This is your host, Haley David. This podcast is for you, the ambitious woman building the life and business of your dreams. Tune in every Tuesday for your weekly up level as I bring you a new value packed episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Entrepreneur Podcast. This is your host, Haley David, and today our special guest is Lizzie Seberg. Hi, Lizzie. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Of course. So excited to have you on the show. So share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. So probably something most people don't know, just because it's really weird, is I'm actually allergic to raw apples. Raw apples? Yep. Wow. I can have them if they're cooked, but I can't have raw apples. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Most people don't. It's really funny. Like, unless you have it or know somebody who has it, you like don't realize that people can be allergic to just like raw apples. That is so interesting. So is it all raw apples? Mm-hmm. Yep. So like wow. The yeah. skin? I'm I'm really curious now. So like the skin or like the whole apple? Uh the whole apple. So it's because um of like pollen allergies. So the uh-huh. pollen from like trees I'm allergic to can get cross-contaminated with like apples really easily. So I the pollen in the apples is what will trigger the allergic reaction. And then but if you cook the apples, the pollen burns off. So I can have them and it's fine. Wow. You learn something new every day. I had no idea. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. So tell the audience a little bit more about your business. What do you do? Why do you do it? Uh, So I am a content systems and strategy coach. So basically, I took my love of creating valuable content for your audience and creating checklists and systems and procedures and melded them together to help my audience, um, who is also obsessed with checklists and wants like systems and all that stuff to be able to create content strategies that will help them balance giving value to their audience, embracing their voice, and being able to sell their products, offers, and services. So that sounds really intriguing. Can you break that down a little bit further for the listeners? Yeah. Um, So basically, pretty much as a business owner, everything that you put out to your audience from your social media content to your emails to even your offers and what's going on inside your offers, all of that is your content. And you want all of that to be jam-packed with value, but also represent you and your unique voice and your unique method. Um, And you want there to be cohesion among all parts of that. So you want the things that you're teaching in your social media content to be related to your offer and the value to kind of showcase back and forth and build on each other. So I really help my clients to get really clear on what that strategy is that's going to get across the maximum value to their audience so that they know without a doubt that the offer is what they need. They can see the value in the offer because they've seen the value in the content. Oh, I love that. So essentially you help your clients craft content that puts their voice into it. So it sounds authentic Mm -hmm. and brings out their personality and use it in a way to connect with their ideal client in relation to their offer or just their business in general. Yeah, exactly. So it's all about basically just kind of creating a system where you're able to communicate everything that you want to share with your audience. Um, And I know a lot of people get really hung up on 
like scrolling their Instagram feed, looking at other people's content and they're like, okay, maybe I can use that as inspiration for what I'm going to post next. But the truth is, is that while that might resonate with that person's audience, it's not necessarily going to resonate with your audience in the same way. And even if it does resonate with your audience, if it's not aligned with your offer or your coaching or the products that you're selling, it's going to be a really weird juxtaposition when people do buy from you because they're not going to get what they thought they were going to get because it wasn't the free content that they were consuming wasn't like lined up and consistent with the content that they are paying you for. Yeah, that makes so much sense when you break it down like that. Mm -hmm. And I know for me personally, I've struggled with creating content, especially having to shift or getting to shift into the online space and using Instagram as a marketing tool regularly. Mm -hmm. When we worked together, it was just absolutely incredible. And you really taught me to write with my ideal client in mind. And that's what made it so easy for me because I was writing for them. It made it 10 times easier. So you mentioned putting your voice into your content. Can you break that down for the listeners? What that means? Yeah, totally. So what I like to do with my clients is really figure out their unique perspective on the topic because we all learn very similar things. If you're a business coach, you learn very similar things. If you're a fitness coach, you learn very similar things. People have similarities in what they do, but the way that you interpret your own knowledge, the way you've experienced your knowledge, and then the way you share that with other people is going to be very different. And that's why you can have two people who are teaching the exact same thing and somebody you're really excited to work with and somebody that you really would hate to work with. So what I really try and do with the people that I, with my clients and the people I work with is figure out like, how do they interpret their knowledge? How do they interpret their ideal clients, problems, struggles? How do they teach them or guide them through these solutions and through these transformations and how do they put that in their content in a way that's really going to showcase that for their audience and let their audience know this is my style this is what you can expect from me like really in a way kind of giving off their own unique vibe that their audience can then understand and that's going to make them gravitate towards you as opposed to the other person who might also be teaching like say macros but who you just don't get like as good of a feeling with necessarily or who you don't feel like gets you on quite the same level. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So do you have a couple tips to give the listeners on how to do that? My number one tip is always actually to stop looking externally at what other people are doing. If you have to mute them, limit your time scrolling your feed, try and not do market research from the perspective of what are other people doing. Like in your industry? Yeah. Okay. Um, So when you say stop looking at it externally, you mean stop scrolling and looking at, for example, like if you're a business coach, stop mm -hmm. scrolling and seeing what every other business coach is doing. Yeah. So don't look at what Jenna Kutcher or Amy Porterfield or Marie Forleo, like any of those big names are doing and wonder how you can teach your audience the same thing because that's not your voice. Like that's not your perspective. That might not even be your area of expertise in all honesty. So stop trying to look at those people and see what they're doing and see what's working for them as research. Cause we can all use that as research in a way, but especially right. for newer entrepreneurs, growing entrepreneurs, that can actually be a little bit damaging to your strategy because you end up mimicking or parroting things in a way that 
just doesn't feel as good for you. Like you're not going to enjoy writing content as much because it's going to feel really forced and you're going to feel like you're struggling through that composition phase or the writing phase of it. And if you actually sit down and find ways to think about the ideas from your own perspective, think about the questions that you get asked from your audience and how you would answer them in like a straight conversation with them, you're going to have a lot easier time coming up with content and writing things and creating comparisons and examples and telling stories for them. If you really start from the perspective of just answering the questions that you know that they have and how you would answer them in a given situation, as opposed to looking at how other people are answering them. Oh, that's so helpful. Especially because I know for me personally, when I catch myself scrolling and looking at other people, Mm -hmm. one, I get stuck in that comparison loop where I'm just like, oh my gosh, my content is so different from theirs which in reality is a good thing. It -hmm. should be. So yeah, it's going to be harder for you to put out your own content if you're just constantly consuming. It is, yeah. Yeah, that's really helpful. And I love how you mentioned, ask your audience. You know, sometimes I think we overlook the easiest like solution. Just simply asking them, which you could do through Instagram polls or in Facebook groups. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? What are some other ways people could ask their ideal client these questions there's like you said there's so many ways like you can do it in your instagram stories you can use polls you can use the question feature you can in like the dm conversations that you're having with people ask them you can set up interviews you can post questions in facebook groups you can even talk to your current clients or buyers and ask them like what is it about me that like you really feel like you get the most out of what questions do you still feel like you have or why did you sign up in the first place what were you really struggling with all of those sorts of questions that are going to let you know like what where they where they really needed to learn from you and what even what they're still struggling with i very frequently will write content based off of a call that i had 2 days ago where i was helping a client solve a problem it it can be that in the moment as well of just kind of finding a question and answering it Yeah. I love that so much. I do the same thing with my clients. I have a journal and I try to write down some common questions that I'm getting asked in sessions Mm -hmm. and calls with my clients, because I know if one person has that question, it's highly likely that other people have the same question. Exactly. And I won't realize that I have a question until I hear somebody else ask it. Same. You like don't always realize that you're struggling with something until somebody kind of puts the answer in front of you. And that's what's great about group programs, honestly. Like I know we had that in CAA where like we'd get on a call and all of us would end up having very similar versions of the same problem without even realizing it. Totally. Okay. To summarize what we talked about a little bit is make sure you're putting your voice into your content. Don't get caught up scrolling and looking at what other people are doing. Focus on your voice and what your ideal client needs. Yes. Okay, perfect. I'd like to talk about some rules, air quotes, when it comes to creating content. And I know we already touched on that a little bit with making sure you're putting your voice into your content. And that's kind of maybe rule number one, I guess. And then making sure you're creating your content with your ideal client in mind. So Mm -hmm. what are some other rules when it comes to creating content? One of my big ones is actually always to have an intention behind the content that you're putting out. And that can be simply that you want them to walk away with X lesson, but you always want to 
know why you're putting out this piece of content. Because if you're posting just a post, or if you are confused about what you want your audience to take away from the post or the story that you put up, they're also going to be confused. So you need to be really clear on what it is that you want them to take, be the takeaway from the post. Try and limit it to one takeaway, in all honesty, because otherwise you can get you can tend to overwhelm your audience a little bit, but really be clear on what your intention is in a post, a story, an email, whatever piece of content it is, be really clear on your intention and make sure you're communicating that to your audience when you're putting out the piece of content. Yeah, that's helpful. And then I love how you mentioned just sticking to one main takeaway, Mm -hmm. because like you said, if you're confused writing it, they're going to be confused reading it. So to dive a little bit deeper would you recommend someone to be intentional and plan this out? So to say a week in advance, like, what do you recommend? Does it really matter? Can they do it daily as long as they're focusing on that intentionality and having that end goal in mind? I think it really depends on the season of business you're in and also the person that you are. So I know people who they hate writing posts a week ahead of time. It just, it feels inauthentic to them they don't like it and they would rather post in the moment. And if they're able to do that without spending two hours of their day on it, I think that is a great plan. I know especially when people are first starting out or they're feeling unsure with their content, planning it out ahead of time can actually be a lifesaver because even just having that intention planned out of what you want the person to walk away with takes so much guesswork out of the creation process. But obviously also if you're planning for like a launch phase, you want to have most of that content prepared ahead of time because you don't want to be creating content in the moment for a launch because we've all had life happen um, in the middle of our business and we've all had things change. So you want to make sure that you have that content kind of planned and ready to go ahead of time because that way if life happens, you don't feel like it derails your entire launch phase. So it can really depend on the person in the season of business. Personally, I like to have my content planned a week ahead of time. And I know a lot of my clients like that too. Yeah. I think overall the importance is make sure that you're creating content in a way that aligns with who you are. Not only are you creating content that's authentic to you and putting your voice in it, but doing it in a way that feels right for you and who you are with your business. Just because someone plans theirs out a week in advance or a month in advance doesn't mean you have to find what works for you and do it. And for me personally, I love to have my topics planned out Monday through Friday. This is what I'm going to talk about. And then I do better writing that day. I'm just free flowing it, but I do need to have my topics planned out. So Monday's this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, et cetera. And know my call to actions and that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's I think a lot of where most people fall is that nice middle range where they know what they're going to post, but they also sitting down and writing all of it at once can be overwhelming as well. Finding that balance. I think the other thing in terms of just making sure it's personalized is also just being aware of what you can handle at different points. Like when I first started out in my business, I was not posting five or six times a week. That would have driven me nuts. It would have been overwhelming and I would not have been able to do it. And But I know a question that you probably also get a lot is how many times a week should I be posting? I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the show. Exactly. 
And so I always like to say, start with what feels comfortable and what feels sustainable for you and then build up from there because it can be really easy to get into that comparison trap again of other people are posting every single day. I have to post every single day. If you haven't like basically built up your content muscles to the point that's sustainable, you'll do it for two weeks and then you'll take a month off. And it's better to post three times a week for a month than to post five times a week for two weeks and then disappear for a month. I 100% agree. And that is a perfect segue into my next question, which is what is more important, quantity of posts or quality of posts? And you kind of just answered that. Yeah, I think definitely like quality, but even more so than quality or quantity, honestly, is consistency. So just making sure that it's something that's going to be sustainable. Like you're not in your business for two weeks or a month or three months, you're in it for years, for a lifetime possibly. So you want to make sure that you're developing habits that you can keep up with and you don't have to be perfect right out of the gate is the other thing. Like having good quality posts two times a week is better than having bad quality posts seven times a week. Um, But also even those two a week when you first start out, every entrepreneur goes through this. I don't care who you are. You're going to look back on those two posts and be like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Be like, I could have done that so much better. And it's just the knowledge that comes with experience. So I always also encourage people to not get stuck in that rut of like, I have to make this perfect before I can post it because it's never going to be perfect. You're going to learn from the things that work and the things that don't work. And you're going to look back and always kind of have that like reflective knowledge of like, oh, okay, I could have done this, this, and this, this differently if I had that knowledge. And that's the difference. Like it takes actually doing the thing to get the knowledge. So definitely focusing on consistency is key and the quality, but also knowing that the quality will change over time. That is so incredibly helpful, especially because I feel like as entrepreneurs, we get stuck in that perfection trap, right? Like, oh, I'm not going to do it because it's not good enough. I'm going to wait until it's perfect and it's never going to be perfect. But as you said, the more you do it, the better you'll be and the quality will go up. So far, our rules when it comes to creating content are make sure you're putting your voice into it, have it be authentic to you with your ideal client in mind, making sure you're intentional with the post, have one clear takeaway, and consistency and quality is more important than the quantity of posts that you do. Yep. Okay, perfect. Are there any other rules that you'd like to touch on for someone who's just getting started creating content? You can try different things. You don't have to follow other people's methods. The great thing about entrepreneurship is that you are the boss and you get to do things your unique way. So if you want to buck all of the rules that we just stated here and try something else and see if that works for you, go do it and see what works. Right. (laughs) You'll learn a lot. Exactly. Ultimately, find what works for you. And if it works for you and your ideal client, keep doing it. Exactly. Awesome. For me personally, there's some, I don't know, either weeks or some days where I feel stuck in a content rut. And I'm like, oh, I just feel blocked. So have you ever experienced that? Oh yeah. All the time. We all do. Honestly, I do content strategy for a living and I still get stuck in rut sometimes. They definitely happen. And honestly, when that happens, I like to try and go back to the basics, like the beginner things that you first learn in terms of getting really clear on your why, getting really clear on your who your ideal client is that you're talking to in your posts, 
doing some market research and really feeling like you're reconnecting with them. Yeah. I love that. For me, going back to my why helps with so many things if Mm -hmm. I'm feeling stuck or blocked. And also for me, before I sit down to write content, I make sure that I'm in a good mood. I try to listen to my favorite song before or go for a walk. I just try to do something fun before I write content because I know when I focus on the fun before writing Mm -hmm. that I have fun when I am writing the content. Yeah. That is especially true. I love having music on in the background when I'm writing content that's like really pumping up and like jams, getting me super hyped to write. (laughs) That actually reminds me too, I've got one more tip for creating content that connects. You really want to make sure that you are making your audience feel seen, heard, and understood. The difference between a post that can make them feel seen, heard, and understood and a post that they just feel like could be for anybody, might have good tips, like the person knows what they're talking about, is going to be so vastly different when it comes to growing your business. Like that, the connection piece of being seen, heard, and understood is really where it's at. That's really what you want to create for them at the end of the day is um, to make them feel safe and like you get them. Okay. That's really helpful. Could you give an example post of what that would look like? Yeah. Um, So it can honestly be even just the simplest things of calling out like their language that you've heard them use before, like different wording that they use, things that they kind of think that they're afraid of, um, and also what they want. So really kind of showing them like, I understand where you are right now. I understand that this is how you feel. I understand that I understand that you get stuck in a rut creating content and that's okay. Everybody does, but it is possible to not stay stuck there and to start creating content with energy and enjoyment and having fun in the process. Like that sort of transition where you like really take it and you make sure you reassure them that they are not alone, that they are not abnormal for feeling this way. But then you let them know like the things that you want, like the other side of this coin is available to you. That is the perfect example. And I think you really hit the nail on the head there with using your audiences and your clients' words with what they're saying, not with what you think they're saying. So if they're telling you, I'm in a rut creating content, you're going to want to use those exact words because those are the words they're using. And as you said, they will feel seen and heard if you're putting that into your content. Exactly. Yeah. I think our instinct a lot of the times is actually to pretty up the language and it's to make it like what we see as being more marketable, what we would see on TV or in a magazine or in a commercial. But when it comes to creating social media content, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to resonate with them. So there's a lot of times where I actually pull my clients back and I ask them, in their posts or their sales copy. Is that how your ideal client would word it? Is that what they're telling you? And they go, no. (laughs) And they just giggle at me. And I'm like, okay, what are they saying? And we replace it with what they're saying. And the change that they see in that is, is like indescribable in terms of how it, like how their audience reacts to it. Yeah. That's so helpful because I feel we're so used to like our English teachers rules, have your introduction, like making sure it's polished, like essay format, professional. Once I switched from focusing on having it polished and professional, like you said, marketable, something you'd see on TV or an ad and switch that to conversational where it's like, actually, I'm just going to write how I would talk 
to my ideal client and just write it in a way that speaks to them. Yep. And it takes so much pressure off of you too, honestly. Like it's not about when you flip it to being like, what are they saying? What are they thinking? What do they need? You're asking about them. It no your content no longer is about you. It's not about whether or not you're perfect. It's not whether it's not about whether or not you're good enough. It's not whether or not you're an authority or whether you feel imposter syndrome. Like you're putting it out there for them to serve them. I started really thinking about like what can I give them in this post? How can I support them through this post? And like how can I teach them something in this post? It was honestly a lot more fun for me to create content then because it wasn't about me and it wasn't a personal reflection of my worth and it was just like so much it came so much easier because I knew what they needed I talked to them I had that data like and I had that knowledge to help them and it just made the whole process a lot more fun and a lot easier we've talked a lot about creating content centered around your ideal client I'd love for you to touch on just one more time for the listeners why Mm -hmm. is that so important I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to go back to the kind of the reason that we're all here listening to this podcast and here talking about this. It's because it's the best way to grow your business. Like if you want to have people be willing to trust you enough to buy from you or hire you for something, you need to speak to them. You need to build a relationship with them and they need to trust you and your content is a really easy place to do that, especially for people who, like, we all know right now, I, like, I know it's been a big topic of discussion, we're all getting DMs from different people all over the place, and that can now be a lot harder area to build relationships, but your content is something that they get to consume on their own time, and there's no pressure, there's no response needed from them, it's a container in which they feel totally safe to get to know you, without having to give anything back. So when you create content that's really for them, you build that trust so much quicker with them. You make them feel safe so much quicker and you're able to invite them so much quicker into working with you, into your offers, and you're able to grow the business you want, quit your nine to five if that's what you want, um, and just really have a lot bigger impact on your audience, which I'm betting a lot of your listeners want as well. But a lot of us get into entrepreneurship. Exactly. I agree. By putting out content with your ideal client in mind, that also builds your social proof. If you're doing it consistently, they can go back and see, oh, for the past three months, six months, a year, Lizzie's been talking about the same thing. Yeah. And like, not only are they, are you talking about the same thing, but you have proven to them that you are an authority and that you can solve the problems that they have and answer the questions that they have. And like that, you've proven to them that you are worth investing in because you've given them parts of what they need and what they can consume and through social media content. And they know that there is going to be value in those offers that you have because you've already shown them that there is. So any final takeaways or thoughts you want to share with the listeners? I think just a reminder to make content creation fun as much as you can, whether that's putting on music, getting a special coffee, like, creating a bit of a ritual around it for yourself where it's something that you really enjoy. The more fun you have with it, the better content that you're going to create, the easier the ideas are going to flow and the less stress you're going to have about it. Thank you so much, Lizzie, for being on the show today. Where can we find you online? 
Uh, the two main places that I tend to hang out are my Instagram, which is at lizzie.seberg, and then my Facebook group, which is called the Strategic Scaling Squad. I know that this episode is going to help empower the listeners to create content that connects. So thank you so much, Lizzie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help support the show by making sure you're subscribed, hit the five stars, and leave a review. Thank you, my empowered fam, for supporting the show, and tune in next week for another episode.